0: Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now, here is your host, Edgar Avila. SmackDown was in Atlanta, Georgia, the hometown of Austin Theory and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was in the dark match after SmackDown went off air and cut a promo addressing his hometown crowd. Let's hear the clip. I've do silly things, but all of them were in the efforts to give the city, the town, the community that raised me something to remember. And when you're home, you share things that only you would share at home. Here's one. There is only one thing that makes me tired of coming home. The only thing that makes me tired when coming home is coming home empty-handed. I think we need to change that. And I am not immune. So all the news, everything that's happening, what will happen, what won't happen, all I can tell you is this, I'm the right man for the job, I'm the best man for the job, I'm heading to the Royal Rumble, I'm gonna go back to back, and I'm gonna bring a championship We have one more week to go for the highly anticipated Royal Rumble PLE. The contract has been signed for the big four-way match, and I have a prediction about that. Should I share that on this episode, or should I share that on the Royal Rumble prediction episode? Nah, I think I'm going to share that on here, on this episode, because why not? Fuck it. But we'll talk about that more later on during the main event of this Friday Night SmackDown episode. Pete Dunne is also back from the dead Finally, what is going on, folks? Welcome back to Snug Wrestling with me. I am your host. My name is Edgar. Let's get into Friday night smackdown that took place January 19th in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's go. Roman Reigns showed up, but he did not seem happy to be there. Since Paul Heyman and the bloodline were not able to uh fix things, Roman said that he is gonna fix things himself. Whatever that means. After Romans walked off the picture, Sola Sol was talking to himself in front of the camera and said, I will fix it myself. Everyone is trying to fix things now. The Bloodline are a bunch of Mr. Fix It. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. No, you fix it. The man who's been making the lives of the Bloodline a living hell and running down the Bloodline and causing all this havoc in the Island of Relevancy, Nick Aldis. He might be the reason for Roman Reigns' downfall. At least he's trying to be. Nick Aldis announced a four-way and is trying to make this match official for the Royal Rumble. But first, he's got to get all four sides signatures, so this episode of SmackDown is starting off with the contract signing. Randy, AJ, and LA Knight, they all came out and signed the contract right away, no questions asked. Roman Reigns comes out, but he's looking a lot shorter and a lot fatter than usual with less hair, but that's because it was not Roman Reigns that came out, it was actually Paul Lee Dangerously. Paul Heyman was feeling a little testy and challenged the general manager's authority and said Roman Reigns he ain't signing that. No way. How about that? But Nick Aldis was not having any of this bullshit that Paul Heyman was spewing and told Paul Heyman, I don't actually need Roman's signature. I already have three signatures. We can just make this a three-way for the vacant championship. And no, he wouldn't, would he? I think Nick Aldis would do that. I think Nick Aldis has proven himself to be one of those general managers that does not fuck around. So yes, he would definitely do that. And so did Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman changed his mind real quick and stormed in the ring to try to butter up the general manager to get him to change his mind. LA Knight got tired of this ass kissing parade by Paul Heyman and grabbed the mic to speak some facts. And I could not find one single lie or disagree with anything LA Knight was saying because, like Paul Heyman, LA Knight also believes this match at the Rumble should be a one on one and it should be LA Knight versus Roman Reigns. But instead, instead. Instead, here comes AJ Styles and Randy Orton back from being gone for months and they got to step in in front of the line in front of everyone and LA Knight is not wrong about this while Randy Orton and AJ Styles were gone LA Knight was the one that stepped up and was carrying Smackdown on his back John Cena was there sometimes but when he wasn't LA Knight was in the main event Roman Reigns was hardly ever there too neither was Logan Paul or Rey Mysterio or Bobby Lashley it was mostly LA Knight AJ AJ Styles did not want to keep hearing the truth from LA Knight. So AJ attacked LA Knight and they fought off. They had a big pull apart and Randy Orton was left in the ring with Paul Heyman. Randy grabbed Paul Heyman by his tie and tells Paul Heyman that he is going to beat Solo Sokoa in the middle of this ring. So the opening segment, Roman Reigns did not sign the contract and the main event was set Solo Sokoa versus Randy Orton. The LWO versus Legado del Fantasma in a six-man tag team match and for all you non-spanish speakers legado del fantasma stands for legado del phantom Carlito is back and he is working with a bunch of young high flyers, but at least this isn't a random cold match just to see people do a bunch of cool moves for no reason. WWE has at least been trying to build a feud versus these two groups for the past couple of months, especially since we have yet to get that match between Santos and Carlito that was supposed to take place at Survivor Series. I hope WWE does something more to build up to that match because they haven't. Yeah. Due to the fact that Carlito has been MIA for a while. And because of that, this feud has been mostly revolving around the other group members. But now that Carlito is back, we can focus more on Carlito and Santos Escobar. And hopefully, we can start heating up this grudge match more and more. I think WWE should create a new title. The Video Package Championship Belt. Who can create the best video package? Last week, Bobby Lashley called out Karrion Cross, And Karrion Marion cross and the AOP responded with the video package. Now, Lashley responded to their video package with another video package of their own. All of these guys talking to each other through video package all the time reminds me of all of you people arguing with each other on the internet acting like some real tough guys behind a keyboard. The Pretty Lamely, The Pretty Deadly versus Tyler Bates and the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn is back finally and I popped big for this. And you know who didn't pop for this? Almost everyone in the arena, they were all probably wondering why the fuck is Butch calling himself Pete Dunne? Is this a new name? Well, to no fault of Pete Dunn's, when he was called up to the main roster, he was forced into this terrible Butch gimmick. Unless you are a hardcore NXT fan, you would know this, but the NXT fan base is about less than half of the SmackDown audience, so I can understand why most people, People in the arena were a bit confused by all of this. Personally, I was really glad Pete Dunn is back because this is a good sign that WWE is moving in a different direction, into a better direction. Getting rid of all of these silly ideas Vince McMahon had that only made sense to him in his own head, Butch can now finally go back to where he came from, which is Vince McMahon's closet of bad ideas like the Golden Egg, Dew Drop, and the Kiss My Ass Club. Pete Dunn got the pin on the Pretty Lamely and they picked up the win in This tag team match. The Kevin Owens talk show with special guest Logan Paul. And for another one of these many talk show segments that the WWE has, like the Grayson Waller effect, like the Miss TV, this segment of the Kevin Owens show was not bad. Logan Paul tells Kevin Owens that Kevin Owens is the reason Logan Paul is in the WWE and showed a clip from back in April 2021, Logan Paul's first WrestleMania appearance, where Kevin Owens gave Logan Paul a stunner in front of the whole world i had completely forgotten about that including kevin owens and now we fast forward three years later and logan paul is now standing in the middle of a wwe ring as our united states champion and i think i speak for everyone when i say thank you kevin owens thank you for making all of this happen i never get tired of saying this but how good is logan paul on the mic logan paul managed to make this kevin owens Owens show really interesting. The last person to ever do that was maybe Chris Jericho like 50 years ago. Kevin Owens gave Logan Paul the flowers he rightfully deserves because Kevin Owens thought Logan Paul was just another celebrity that was invited to the WWE because that's just what they do. But Logan Paul stuck around, he put in the work, and he's now a champion. Kevin Owens swears that he's going to do everything he can to end this running joke of someone like Logan. Logan Paul, an outsider, holding that championship belt. Roman Reigns was backstage using his dad voice on the bloodline going off on everyone, but Solo Sokoa stepped up to Roman and to the surprise of the Tribal Chief. Solo tells Roman that what happened last week was on him and Solo is going to fix it. Solo was the one that was put through the announce table and now wants revenge for himself and the bloodline. When was the last time the Judgment Day was on SmackDown with the tag team belt? Instead, we got Caden and Katana, and they were defending their tag team championships versus Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. The damage control were ringside because of the Kabuki, the Kabuki Warriors. They have been talking about wanting tag team gold. Well, not them. They barely speak, but it's mostly from Bailey. Not only that, but according to Bailey, the damage control also has beef with Alba Fire and Isla Dawn as well because Isla and Alba attacked the Damage Control a few weeks ago during one of their matches. Kaden and Katana retain and the Kabuki Warriors, Kabuki. They have a dance-off with the champs? I wouldn't call it a face off because Asuka and Kyrie Sane were awkwardly dancing in the ring to the music of the tag team champions. Corey Graves tried to save this by saying, Things are heating up in the women's division. Ha, no. I wouldn't call it that, but nice try, Corey Graves. Carmelo Hayes is on SmackDown again, being interviewed about his match last week versus Austin Theory that was called off. And you guys know exactly the one that I'm talking about. This is a match where Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory almost killed each other in. It's good to see that Melo and Theory are still walking because Theory showed up and he was pissed off that Carmelo Hayes was in his hometown getting rewarded with an interview. Carmelo Hayes challenged for a rematch next week but Theory knows that he does not need to be in the ring with Carmelo Hayes and tells Carmelo Hayes nah I'm busy that day. But that goofball Grayson Waller accepted the match for Austin Theory. Theory turned and stared a hole into Grayson Waller and I hope this is the start of Theory getting rid of Grayson Waller once and for all, finally. The rematch for Theory versus Carmelo Hayes is going down next week on SmackDown. AJ Styles versus LA Knight This match was made official by Nick Aldis after the pull apart at the beginning of the show. I was really enjoying this sneak peek into the Royal Rumble, but that didn't last long because Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa attacked both LA Knight and AJ Styles, and the ended in a disqualification LA Knight was attacked first giving LA Knight the win over AJ Styles and this is what Solo meant by he was gonna fix things himself he hit both LA Knight and AJ Styles with Simone Spikes and then called out Randy Orton for the main event match Randy versus Solo even after being put through a table last week and wanting to get revenge Solo Sokoa still waited for the bell and wasn't trying to jumpstart anything or try to do a bunch of moves on Randy 100 miles an hour non-stop because Solo isn't some savage from the indies Solo was on the attack and the match started off good but it was kind of hard to tell because of all nine of the commercial breaks that happened during this match AJ Styles and LA Knight came back out after being taken out by Solo Randy hit Solo with an RKO and got the win over Solo Sokoa so much for fixing things Solo Randy AJ and LA Knight were all in the ring LA takes out AJ Randy takes out LA and Roman shows up from behind and takes out Randy Orton Nick Ellis was also out there with the contract and Roman signed it so the match is official now at the Royal Rumble however I noticed something very unusual about all of this and this is where I'm gonna share my prediction that I promised at the beginning of this show Roman Reigns was awfully eager to sign that contract Roman Reigns went from not wanting to sign that contract at all to signing it with a big-ass smile on his face. I don't think Roman would have actually signed that contract unless he has a plan, unless he has something up his sleeve. And what if, what if that something is... A rock what if the rock helps roman retain at the royal rumble instead of facing roman reigns for the head of the table wouldn't that be some shit? the rock joining his cousins in the bloodline either way it's going to be interesting to see how roman tries to get away with this one at the royal rumble seems highly unlikely but anything can happen in the wwe pal so let me know what you guys think about all of this Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.